we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. That's a powerful song right there. I tell Casey every so often, I'm like, when are you going to play that? Because that is, that, is, that is good. I like that. I like that. Because, um, you know, that's what, that's what we're going to get to do one of these days. Be in His presence, be in the great I Am's presence, face to face. We're in His presence now, but we're going to get to be in His presence one of these days face to face. How awesome that is going to be. What an absolutely amazing thought that is going to be, that we're going to get to stand before the God of this universe and not through this glass dimly, but then we're going to see him face to face. How awesome that's going to be. And it'll be just like that, just like that. We're there. You know, you look back, look back over your life, look back over all of that, and look how far you've come, and here you sit. We're, we're, we're that much closer. One of these days we're going to see him. Be ready. Be ready. I pray that you're ready. I pray that you're ready to meet him. What if it was today? What if it was now? What if it was before this sermon ended? 30 minutes from now, are you ready to meet your maker? You know Christ personally. That's a, that's a, that's a real question, y'all. That is a very... Very real question that every person has to deal with. Are they ready? You know, we always, well, I can wait till tomorrow. I can wait till tomorrow. I can wait till tomorrow. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. We're in the book of Romans. We've read through Romans this week. Next week we head over into Hebrews. Read Hebrews. I uh, won't, won't really get to talk about Hebrews on Wednesday night like we normally get to do, whatever the book is, sort of-ish or whatever, but... I'll read the book of Hebrews. We'll catch up, I promise you. Romans, we're reading it. Romans is a very important book of the Bible. Paul had not gone yet to Rome. He was headed there. He longed to go there. He wanted to give them some some words. He wanted to be able to, to speak into their lives so that they'd be able to continually bear fruit. And it is a... The gospel is laid out and written for us as clear as you can find in any other book. We aren't working our way to heaven. We are not following rules and laws and various rituals and sacrifices. There is nothing we can do. Nothing no human can do. Romans 3 tells us all have sinned. We've all messed up. We've fall, all fallen away. We've all turned our minds away from God. And we are chasing ourselves. We're chasing our flesh. We're chasing the things of this fallen world. And we stand before God without an excuse. Every one of us. And we're left in a place to where there is no hope for man in man's own ability. We don't have the ability. We are completely incapable of wiping one sin away, of wiping one 
misstatement away. We can apologize till we're blue in the face. But sin is sin. If you, if you follow the whole law and yet break it in one place, you have broken the law. And we stand before God there in need of a Savior, in need of hope. And what we see in this book is that God sent hope in the form of His Son. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He demonstrated His love toward us. We, we did not do anything to deserve it or to earn it. It was by grace alone and His mercy alone and His love alone and His goodness alone that He did for us this thing. And when we trust Christ, the riches of His grace, the riches of His salvation, when we receive Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we begin walking with Him, the freedoms that we have in Christ, we're no longer enemies of God. We have peace with God, Scripture says. We can come before His throne of grace with boldness. The Bible says, Romans tells us, we, we stand in His presence in Christ Jesus, not clothed in our righteousness, but clothed in His righteousness. Because of what He did, only in what He did, we can stand before God. And even this flesh that, that we wrestle with, that we struggle with on a daily basis, we're not condemned. We're free in Christ. We're free to go and not free to sin, not free to go and live as we want to, although this flesh trips us up so often. So often this flesh trips us up. So often we say things we shouldn't. We think things we shouldn't. We do things we shouldn't. And oh, wretched men and women that we are. Romans tells us that. We're not condemned. What the law couldn't do, God did. What we could not do, God did. By sending His Son, born of a virgin, lived a sinless, perfect life. And died on the sinner's cross so that my sin and your sin would be dealt with. And we by faith, if we simply trust this book, this Romans, everything I'm saying is found in this Romans right here. If we simply trust Him, if we simply put our, our trust and our faith, we, we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. This Romans tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This Romans tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will not be disappointed. It's this Romans. It's this Romans also that tells us that how are they going to hear unless somebody goes and tells them? How are they going to hear unless somebody takes the good news of the gospel message to a lost and dying world? How did you hear? Think back. What was it? Was it a service like this? Was it a vacation Bible school? Was it a revival, an old tent meeting? Was it a, a, a women's event, a, a men's event, a youth event? Was it at school? Was it at home? Was it in the quietness of your own life? Where were you? I can bet you someone shared the truth with you, didn't they? More than likely. Then guess what? We heard because someone shared. We heard because someone spoke forth 
the message of the gospel. We heard and so we believed. Which begs the question, how will they hear unless someone tells them? How will they hear? Look, look at it. Look at what it said. I I basically made it to chapter 10 of Romans. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Look at what the Bible says, church. We've read this. If you've not read it, go read this book. Look at what Christ did. Look at how hopeless humanity is. And these are the people we go to. And this is what Scripture says. How then will they call on Him? Verse 14. How then will they, the people that don't know Christ, call on Him, Christ, in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? easy to stop there and say, that's you, Brother Shannon, I need you to go. If you know Christ, you're a preacher. Scripture says we're ambassadors. We're heralds of the gospel. We have a story to tell. Paul tells young Timothy the things that you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, take it and entrust it to others, who in turn will take it and entrust it to others. Every one of us have been entrusted with ministry, remember? We've been entrusted with a gift, a truth, a hope, a message. And how will they hear unless somebody tells them? What if someone hadn't have told you? What if... Somebody, go back. You say, well, you say, well, my parents brought me to church, been saved, been in church since nine months before I was born. What if somebody hadn't invited your parents to church? What if someone hadn't have invited or shared with your father or your mother? See, somewhere down the line, somewhere way, way back, you didn't just always be. Somewhere there was somebody that shared, that heard. How will they, how will they believe in the, if they've not heard? And how will they hear without somebody telling them? Begs the question for us. How will they hear unless somebody tells them? We're an army on this hill. We're an army not, but you, not because we just assemble here. We're an army because of who whose we are. We've got soldiers out amongst us. Men who signed and swore an oath to protect and be willing to give their lives. We're in an army to where our Lord and our Savior gave His life so that you and I could be grafted in. This book talks to us. This story, this Romans tells us how We were grafted in. Jesus, the Bible says, He came to His own and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, He gave them hope. He gave them them freedom. Look at, look at over. Look right here. Look right here at verse. Look at verse chapter 11. Look at chapter 11, verse 30. Israel, Israel, The Jews, the Jews rejected Christ, but God, remember in Genesis 12, He picked Abraham and He made Abraham His very own and says, I will bless you and I will make you a great name and I will make you a great nation. 
And there is a promise that God has made to His people. And they rejected Him. And because of their rejection, here we stand. Look at what Scripture says. For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, talking about the Jew, so these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may now be shown mercy. Guys, what I cannot stand before you and tell you is God's plan. I cannot tell you and and explain to you exhaustively what God is doing in His mind, how He has, before the foundation of the world and the book of each and every one of us, Psalm 139 tells us that He has written every moment, every day, ordained for us when as yet there was not one of them. I can't explain all the intricacies of God, but I can, by faith, simple, childlike faith, know that the God of this universe is real and that He sent His Son to die so that I, it's personal, can be, could be brought back into a relationship with Him. Which begs the question that every person, now what? Romans, we get through all of this deep, rich stuff. And we get to the application. Application starts in chapter 12. Before chapter 12, it's the theological, the deep, the hidden, the secret, the the mystery. Honestly, the mystery that had been hidden from the prophets, from, from Abraham. All the men of old did not have what we have before us here in this simple book. And that's why chapter 12 starts with therefore. Chapter 12, all of that. And you see, therefore, you look at and you wonder why, what it's there for. When you get to chapter 12 of the book of Romans, we are confronted. We are in light of. We are because of all that Christ has done. Now, what? This is what we do. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Here's the deal. What God is asking us to do, we can't do on our own. What God asks you to do, you can't do in your own strength and in your own ability and in your own wisdom and in your own confidence or comfort. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it because it makes sense. We can't do it because it is what I think is right. No, we do it because of the mercies of God. We do it in the power of the mercy of God. The mercy that, that we're not condemned by Him. That, that we're, we're free in Him. That we have, we have power in Him. We have hope in Him. Because of all the goodness and all the mercy and all the, the lavished unmerited, sappy 
love that God has poured out on us, we do it in that strength. And because of that, therefore, he says, I I beg you, I, I urge you, I plead with you by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. In light of everything that he talks about in chapter 1 through 11, Paul said, in the power and in the strength of his might and depending on his mercy, depending on his goodness, depending on his grace and his love, we are to give everything that we are to him. We are to give everything that we are to him And this is what it looks like. Every single one of us are to sit there and sign our lives over to Him. We're just signing. and, And this is exactly what it looks like. Because of everything that happened in chapter 1 through 11, we're to go and give God a blank check, a blank letter, a blank hear God. Yeah, but Brother Shannon, what am I signing over? Everything. What, 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 hey now, hold on, I need to know what I just signed. You signed everything. That's what the Christian life looks like. Here, Lord, I, I, I sign over everything. Yeah, yeah, but I need, to know, I need to know what I'm supposed to do. You live for me. I need to know what that looks like. Walk by faith and not by sight. I need to know how it's going to end. You're not supposed to. I need to know how I'm going to do it. You're going to do it in my strength. That's us, y'all. Because of what Christ did, that's every single one of us. Paul's like, I I beg you, by the mercy of God, because of the mercy of God, in the power of the mercy of God, in the strength of His mercy of God, present your lives over to the Lord and give it to Him. We lay our lives down on the altar of the Lord, completely surrendered. Here I am, Lord, I'll go. Here I am, send me. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here, that's us. Here, here I am, Lord. By the mercies of God, because of everything that God did, because of all of this, because of all the richness of all of this, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. We're not like the Old Testament sacrificial system. We're not dead. We're not lambs that have been cut, our throats are cut, and we're burned on an altar. No, we are living sacrifices. Every single day, we wake up and we present ourselves. And here's the deal, church. 
We don't just present ourselves when we walk through those doors. We present ourselves when we wake up. Here, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm alive and I woke up today by your mercy. And I go out into this day. I, I go to work and I, I worship you. I go to work and I serve you. I go to school and I live for you. And I go to life and I'm yours, Lord. I am yours. Not just on Sundays. God don't want you just on Sunday. This ain't just Sunday. This is every day. This is at work. At school. Lord, I am a, I am a son or a daughter. I'm a child of yours at work. I'm, I'm a child of yours at school. I'm a child of yours on the ball field. I'm a child of yours in the stands. I surrender. I surrender my rights over to you. I, I surrender. You write my story. I, I give you the keys to my life, Lord Jesus. I surrender. I, I make myself fully and wholly yours. I sacrifice myself. Here, I sign over my rights and I lay them down on the altar of your mercy. Every day. And I don't know what version of the Bible you have. New American Standard reads funny. But the King James reads this. Present your bodies a living sacrifice acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. New King James reads, which is your reasonable service. New International reads, this is your spiritual act of worship. The message reads it this way. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, and you're walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Every day we wake up, we, every day we wake up, we literally sign another day over to the Lord and say, God, control, wants, desires, I lay it at your feet. And we walk in faith. We walk in obedience. That's what we do. Because of what he did, that's what we do. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world. Brother Shannon, nobody else is doing that. You're right. Nobody else is doing that. Everybody else is getting to the top the fastest as they can. Everybody else is... Everybody else is dog eat dog. You're right. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't let this system control you. Christ controls you. 
But nobody else at, nobody else at my school acts like that. I, I, I know. Christ controls you. In light of what He did for you, He controls you. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How do you get transformed? You you let the washing and the renewing and the Spirit of God, you, you, you take this and when you sit there and you say, Lord, I, I give you my life, I sign it over and and Lord, what I would have been doing, I, Lord, I, I, I don't do no more. And what I used to have think, thought, I, I don't think like that no more. And, and what I used to be comfortable with, I, I don't be comfortable with that no more. And what used to make me happy, I, I don't let that make me happy anymore. I, I take all of my wants and I allow the Spirit of God to wash over and to thoroughly cleanse. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And you basically say, God, you write my story. God, you lead my life. God, you lead my home. God, you lead my career. You lead my you lead my choices. You lead my wants. You lead my you lead my life. You take me. Brother Shannon, nobody else is doing that. We don't be conformed to what everybody else is doing. We walk in obedience to our Lord and our Savior. We don't stand in judgment of the world. We stand in judgment of our Lord and our Savior who we will stand before one of these days and give an account for this life. Not what the culture did, but what we did with this life. Each one of us will give an account for this life. This is my life that I'm going to have to answer for my own self. That's application, y'all. Application is surrender. Application is let God be God in your life. Give Him the control of your life. Every day we wake up and we sign it over again. Lord, here. And our wants and our desires and our wishes and our, our passions and our energies and our goals and, and what makes us happy, me happy. We give it to the Lord. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, I hath not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man what God has in store for those that love him. It begs the question. This culture and this world of shiny things 
versus God's will. And it comes down to, do you think what God has for you is better than what you can do for yourself? Do you think what God has for you is better than what the world has to offer? Do you think what God can do is better than what you can do in your own strength? You know, when I ask those questions, the answer seems, you're like, (laughs) silly kid. You know God's is better. That's application, though, when you go implement that. Live that way. Don't just put on a front and look that way. Be that way. Be His. Be His. God, what do we do with this? Who is that for? I would argue every one of us. I would argue every one of us in this room, literally, should sign over the deed of our lives, the days of our lives, the moments and hours of our lives. Simply surrender to your perfect will every moment of every day. Know the culture, know our neighbors, know our family, know our friends, know with those that we may be currently running with. Think that way and act that way, but God, that's what you told us to do. The applause of men fades, the friendships of men fade. God, walking in obedience to you is eternal. God, and it's a choice that every one of these in this room and myself have to make daily. Do we lay ourselves out on the altar? Say, God, here I am. Or do we not? and thus rebel against the God of this universe. That is a choice that we all have to make. And that is a, here's the deal, Lord. We need help doing that. God, our flesh is so weak. God, we need help surrendering. Our flesh is weak. God, we got this nasty old tongue and these, this anger and this bitterness and this jealousy. And we got this flesh. We got these eyes, Lord. We got these hands and these feet and this broken broken mind Holy Spirit of God replace the junk with more of your goodness God help us conform to the image of your son take what dishonors you out and God replace it with those things Lord replace our passions replace our focus replace our motive God replace what makes us tick if it's anything other than what brings you honor and you glory then Lord God forgive us and replace it with that which glorifies your great name God have mercy on us continuously Holy Spirit of God when we take back the control remind us we take back the keys, remind us when we try to grab the wheel of our life, the steering wheel of our life, remind us of, hey, you, that's not yours anymore. I died for that. God have mercy on me. In Jesus' name, amen. 
We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.